Savage Mind Podcast. We are in the last few days of January 2022 already. And where are we at with those bullshit New Year's resolutions? <laughs> where y'all at with them? Do y'all still make them? Is that still a thing? Is that a, is it is it trendy? Is it popular? I don't know because I don't do them. Uh, I was just curious that we're finishing up this month and uh, was talking to some friends recently and some uh, acquaintances about how full the gyms are. I don't spend very much time inside of a gym. Most of my workouts are outdoors, but uh, it's you've heard me say it in past podcasts and anyone that does any kind of research at all knows that this is true. Usually that is thinned out by about March. And then people slowly try to pick it up again right before summer because they say they're going to get their summer bodies intact. Again, this is just keeping it real. You have to keep obligations to yourself. Resolutions of shit you're not going to give up and you're not going to do is only lying to yourself. And what we do is we put it out there to try to convince ourselves by convincing other people. Like I said in a previous podcast, every year for the last how many ever years, somewhere probably between five and eight years, um, give or take, I decide to sacrifice something else that I'm going to give up. And it may be something small, but it may be something I keep to myself and I don't post about it. And I decide to be every year that there's something more I need to do. I need to work harder at something. Not your fucking job. Quit giving so much time away at a fucking discount. It's the most valuable commodity that we are allowed to have the opportunity to be blessed with. And we are in very short supply of it. Our time is fucking limited. Quit giving it away to people, situations, and jobs at a fucking discount to buy more stuff, to keep up with your more your, your stuff having friends so you can compare and compete on social media and in real life for people that don't give a fuck about you, kind of give a fuck about you, you kind of give a fuck about them, don't give a fuck, whichever one it is. It's only for status. It's not to say we don't need to work and we don't need to pay our bills. But no matter how much shit we buy or how much shit we die with, it does not fucking matter. The only thing that matters is the legacy we leave, we leave inside of people and how we love while we're here. And what we represent and what we fucking stand for without compromise. So, rounding out the month and uh, as far as... Uh, Myself, uh, training-wise, I didn't meet my goals because I got sick. Like I said in my last podcast, I still had a reasonably good month. Uh, as I have said, a lot of people only – a lot most people don't even know what I'm going to be doing the next couple of years, what I'm taking on. And as I have said, it's going to take me a year or two just to even get my head right and my body prepared to even feel like that I can even do it. And uh, so I'm not putting a lot of that out there yet. You'll see if you can't put it together as I go, then you're not paying attention and you don't give a fuck and or you're trying to ignore it. And either way, that's your prerogative and that's your right. But it isn't going to stop us from fucking making progress, uh, keeping our foot on fucking life's throat and moving fucking forward. 
And uh, I was off. I'm off my goals. Uh, I'm not specifically training right now. Training's going to start. Hardcore training is going to start again about right after mid-February. And I'll have to start cutting shit out. This is how I do it. I don't have a fucking coach. I'm my own coach. I don't have a fucking trainer. I'm my own trainer. And uh, thankfully, over experience and time, I know enough to kind of help myself. And uh, I couldn't afford to do it if if I wanted to anyway. Not not at this stage in life. Later, yes. I never try to say it's never going to happen. I just say I'm not in that position right now. And uh, the last few days, getting back on my feet and uh, some... Uh, basic workouts and let me say this it's frustrating to people like me we don't we don't like being down for a week or two we don't and and it's a setback i've said this many times a week behind seven to ten days for me is is a month behind on anything on anything that i'm doing or creating i'm thank god and blessed and thankful that i wasn't down very long and I managed to uh, to to get on top of it and uh, uh, get back up on my feet. And I I really didn't get that sick. I yeah, I was pretty down and out for about three or four days, and I slowly started getting back up on my feet. I'm thankful and blessed for that. It, it, I know so many situations, but other people have ended tragically and and been in different situations depending on health, but de- depending on what they listen to, who they listen to, and what they do. And uh, I, I'm don't get me wrong. It's a very real thing, and I'm very grateful that I bounced back quickly. And uh, Not that I'm a specimen of health, because I'm not. I've never claimed to be, and I've never claimed to not be very uh, deliberate about my understanding of what's real and what's not real, and I'm, I'm, I'm very aware of that. So um, thank, I'm real thankful that I was able to bounce back and get back on my feet and get back to doing what I do. Um, Podcast-wise, we're making progress. I got a very important appointment this weekend. You know who you are, brother. Can't wait to see you. You know, there's there's some people every now and then that we don't we don't we haven't met in real life that we network with. And I always say this: when it comes to running or training, no one supports each other without competition and comparison, like the running community across the fucking nation, across the globe. No doubt, if you really want to get into some humble people that are have nothing but your best interest in mind and supportive get, get in the running community on Instagram or on and other social media sites besides people you know seriously and uh this this uh savage brother that I'll be getting with this weekend has been a long time coming I feel like I've known him all my life but I haven't these are the best kind of of uh meetups and and hopefully i have no doubt it's going to be a lifelong friendship going forward i feel like i've known the guy forever we have we have great conversations and we network we talk about ideas we talk about training we talk about hardships we talk about failures we talk about triumphs we talk about wins losses we talk about improvement we talk about you know, moving forward and how we can become better <clears throat> elevated versions of ourselves, growth. 
We don't get together and talk about people. We don't get to, you know, we're not going to get together and party. We're not going to get together and do any of the things. We're going to get together and we're going to network and we're going to grow. And this person will be one of my first people on my video podcast, whether it's in person, whether it's it's video chat, Zoom, whether whatever it is, we're, we're going to figure it out this weekend. And I'm very fucking stoked about that. So I want I wanted to talk about this today. And, and I, I, like I said, you know, any of my podcasts. There probably could always be a part two, part three, or part five. And you know what? So fucking be it because maybe I think of something later. Maybe I find some more information out. Maybe I gain some more knowledge. Maybe something else is brought to my attention that I ran across by accident or deliberately that maybe I need to go back and talk some more on it. And that, that that's the whole point of gaining knowledge and self-education and thinking outside the box and allowing ourselves to grow and let things in and and, and certain new ideas in and, and 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 different experiences and different cultures and being open-minded is this is a prop this is the opposite of what people do who are very close-minded they're very set in their ways they they have committed and surrendered to a certain way of life a certain idealism traditions and the thing is is they're very threatened by people like us it does not mean that that we're trying to attack them and we're trying to force our ideas on them the thing the, here's the truth most people that do not want to let any new information in any new education in any new ideas uh kind of the cliche statement of don't knock it till you try it how do you know what something you'll like if, if if you haven't even tried it but when we're talking about facts we're talking about information we're talking about knowledge and, and you know, education uh most people don't want the traditions and what they believe their whole life challenged because let's say if you're my age and you're in your early to late 40s and you've believed a certain way your whole life and to have that undone questioned or challenged I mean, that's very fucking terrifying to people. And that's why they don't want... And that's how you won't grow. You you won't grow doing things. You won't grow with that kind of mindset and, and that kind of uh, mentality. It's just not going to happen. So, usually those people who... Doesn't mean they don't have any book knowledge or educate a uh, certain level of education. It's what they usually do is they attack us. They get offended or... They try to say things like, that's your opinion. But then we're telling them that it's facts. It's not opinion. And... Just because you say it's an opinion doesn't mean that it changes the facts. Just because you're in your feelings, just because you're offended, just because there's been new things transpire. Hey, you know, if you listen to your folks and if you, if you listen to the, the same church you probably grew up in or <clears throat> your parents went to, your grandparents went to, and you're only around the same people. I always tell people this. Watch people who are only around the same people in every aspect of their life. Same people they work with, possibly. Same people they're related to. Same people they do tailgating with. Same people they watch a game with. Same people they go to church with. Same people that they do everything with. Not to mean those aren't valuable relationships and they don't love one another. But if you're only around them kind of the same people day in and day out for most of your life and only interacting with other people on the occasion, on an acquaintance level, and you don't really dive into any kind of conversation with them or get any new, fresh perspective or ideas there's no fucking new information coming in if there's no new information coming in there's no new information and new no new knowledge or education coming out so that brings me to something i wanted to talk about i talk about this a lot man being being in working out my entire life and being in some kind of sports mostly all my life 
on multiple levels. Our obsession with sports and celebrities, and this could go deep, so I'm going to do it for the time I have today. I've thought about this over and over, and I remember when I was a, a kid and a teenager, maybe even up to my probably late 20s, early 30s, I probably talked and paid attention to sports a lot more. And the reason I'm bringing this up at this time, because we're about to, for football fans, I am a football fan. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? I do love football. Do I revolve my life around it? Do I do fantasy football? Do I sit and bet on games? Do I clear my fucking day out just to watch games and not get other shit done? Fuck no. I don't. Um... If I'm home, especially this time of year while it's cold, uh, like last this last weekend, apparently I missed one of the best games of all times. I missed the Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, who was who was the Chiefs playing? Uh, Buffalo Bills. I had watched two games that day already, and what I did was, you know, I'm not a big TV watcher, but we like anybody else. Y'all hear me talk shit and keep it real? No doubt. I don't like daytime TV. TV's last option. My mama Sita, my best friend, my wife, my spouse, she likes watching her series, and we have some that we love to watch together. So usually when I'm done with everything, not every evening, but most evenings, we'll watch that together. That's something she likes me to do with her. And that's something I very much enjoy doing with her. Unless it's a movie night with the family. Either with the kids. If it's the grandkids, we watch different movies than me and her watch by ourselves. And we have our we have our rotation of uh, uh, shows that, yes, we have been binged watched or watch them when we can. Sometimes we might, wa- we might watch three or four episodes in a row and then turn around and I don't get time to watch it for a couple of weeks. And that's fine because it makes me look forward to it. Uh, glass of wine this evening, second glass, and uh, it's only when I'm done with all my priorities and obligations to myself. And when I when I do that, I've, I always say this: putting your feet up at the end of the day is fucking earned. But at the same time, we spend too much time in relaxation. We spend too much time. And self-rewarding. We tell ourselves what we deserve. And as crazy as this fucking sounds, only a small percentage of people will get this. When we tell ourselves what we deserve, why don't we tell ourselves what we deserve more towards discipline than we do reward? This is what makes us be saturated and fucking programmed for consumerism. This is why we go buy things we don't need to impress people we don't give a fuck about. Is we say we deserve it. And we may deserve it. We may have worked hard. But instead of that, why don't we tell ourselves my philosophy, and I didn't do this till later in life, but I've been doing it for a long time, is instead of getting myself something or rewarding, unless it's a fucking vacation, no doubt. Because vacation, can't nobody take that away from you. Nobody can take that memory away. Whether you go by yourself with your spouse or your friends, or you go with your family, your kids, your grandchildren, wherever you're at in life. A lot of people my age don't have grandchildren like we do. We do. I've been a parent since I was 18 years old, so I already have grandchildren. I have grown older adult children and stepchildren. and uh, So I've been at this for 30 years. I've been a parent for 30 fucking years. You know, So ask yourself, why don't you spend more time in discipline than you do reward? 
Because we tell when we tell ourselves what we deserve, we always tell ourselves what we deserve is for the best. And I've said this in the past podcast, and I say this in real life. If we all got what we deserved in this life, I mean really fucking deserved. I mean all the shit, including myself, people don't know we've did or we've got away with, the world would be a significant pl- different place. Be careful of saying I want what I deserve because you just may get it. So I watched two games. It's two or three. I watched two games in one day, but I watched three games all weekend. Great fucking games. No fucking doubt. I'm glad I watched them. And then I just said, hey, let's watch our show. Let's watch our series. I turn it, and then my little brother texts me, hey, the, there's no fucking Super Bowl or anything going to compare to this fucking game. And I turned it on at the fucking end of the game. There's like four, five minutes left. And I don't regret it, though. I still had a good time with my wife, and we, we, we watched the show, and Hey, I missed it, you know, but this is what I want to talk about. Our obsession with sports, not so much celebrities today. We'll talk about that in, in, in another, uh, I got so much to say on this. Like I do most things. Yes. Uh, I look at what people spend on professional sports prop up uh, merchandise or whatever it is. You think about this. Look, I've heard this, and this is true. If you don't get upset, like say for instance, I live 30 miles south of Dallas, Texas. My mother, before she passed away, lived right at Cowboy Stadium in some apartments for senior people. And I grew up going back and forth to Arlington, Texas. Well, see, Cowboys used to be in Irving. But in Arlington, for the last 25 years, it's been the Rangers Texas Rangers baseball, and it's been uh, Dallas Cowboys for the last 10, 12, how, how, what, however long AT&T Stadium's been there. That 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 area is, is routine to me. I moved out really young. My mom stayed in Arlington. I didn't live there. I went back and forth. My brother grew up there. So I've been around that. And, and I've, I can honestly say my entire life I've been to two Dallas Cowboys games. That's it. And one of them was this last year in 2021, and I very much enjoyed it. It was great company. Uh, big shout out to Chris. Thank you. Uh, he invited me. I never had those kind of seats. Whether I had the money or not, I probably never would do it. And uh, now, in high school, uh, years and years ago, I played at the old stadium a couple times in the playoffs, more than I did going to games. <laughs> uh, I went to one or two games at the old Irving Stadium. Years ago, and I went to uh, one game at the new AT&T Stadium. I've been to a few concerts there uh, over the years, more than I have. I'll come near paying for a concert. When people ask me, they ask me, like, well, Jason, you you always been an athlete, and you train, and you, and you do stuff like this, and you played sports growing up. Yes, I did. Which brings me to something else. Not saying you had to play sports growing up or been – a certain level of athleticism to follow pro sports. But a lot of my friends and acquaintances that fucking eat, live, and breathe the Cowboys or sports really didn't even play that much sports, or some of them didn't even play at all. And they're fucking obsessed with it. I'm not sure what the the psychology is behind that. I don't understand it. But uh, for people like myself, this is what I realized. As I have said in the past, I worked the same job 20-something years, 
before I took an early retirement. A lot of people don't recognize it as retirement. But yes, if you listen to this and you used to work with me, I worked there 21 fucking years. It was fucking retirement. I left. I was barely close to 40 years old. That's been about seven years ago. So the place I worked at, I worked with a lot of people I grew up with. I either worked with a lot of people I grew up with or I worked with a lot of their parents, mostly their parents. You don't know the traps you get caught in. And I'll, and I'll relate this and connect it to connect this to other stuff in later podcasts about a toxic mentality or a small minded mentality that you're in without even knowing it. I was as well. Didn't know it then. I know it now. And. Uh, when you're around guys, the machismo, the machoism, I often wonder, I tell a lot of our women friends this, how how many, I mean, there's some women that love fucking sports, no fucking doubt, legitimately. I know a lot of women, and some of y'all are listening, y'all really wouldn't even like it, but you feel obligated to do it and be a part of it and be consumed with it and be a part of whatever crowds y'all go to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch the game with, y'all tailgate with. And here's the thing about your tailgate. Don't mean it ain't a good time. I've tailgated. It's a fucking great time. I'm not going to spend the money to do it most of the time, but it is a great time. But really, y'all ain't really watching the game. It's just a reason to go get fucked up and, and drink and fuck around. This is it's the truth. And just, just call it what it is, you know. And, uh... A lot of the women I know that have, like I said, we have more women friends than anything else. Most of them, I say most, at least half of them, when they talk to me privately, don't really too much give a fuck about the team. They feel obligated to go with their men or they feel like they're supposed to be interested in it because they're interested in it. Am I am I kind of telling the truth here? I mean, or am I all the way telling the truth? So... I look at things like people will listen to a celebrity or an athlete and they can say less, something not even as powerful as someone like me says, but we don't have that kind of platform. We don't have that kind of money. We don't have that kind of resources. So it's not taken as seriously or we don't take it to heart and to our soul as much because the person saying it, we don't look at, look at as successful. Again, what is success in your book? What is success by definition in your life? I told some friends recently, I said, look at what I see people post. If, you, if you're not upset when your team loses, then you're not a passionate fan. Well, I guess I'm not a fucking passionate fan then. Here's the thing. Did I want the Dallas Cowboys to go further in the playoffs and win the Super Bowl? Look, I was young when they won the Super Bowls back then. I think they were both the years my kids were born. So I was like 17 when they won one, then like fucking 18 or 19, then like 20, 92, 93, 95. I fucking loved it. No fucking doubt. Troy Aikman, Emma Smith, fucking Michael Irvin, Jay Novacek, fucking Daryl Johnson. I remember that. I was, I was playing football at that time still. I loved it. Priorities change. Life changes. And I look at things. I look at what how non-supportive people are in our lives. And you'll hear me say that. You've heard me say this in I don't know how many podcasts, and you'll hear them again. Just to let y'all know, most of your support, when you get ready to start something different and you get ready to go outside the parameters of what 
the normal status quo is, and you get rid no matter how old you whether you're young, you'll come there getting a little bit more support. When you're older, you really ain't going to get support. You think you're going to get support from your community and family and your coworkers and people you know and people in your social media that, again, Facebook is usually people you know. Instagram is some people you know and other people. Most of my Instagram is not people that I grew up with or I went to school with or I live in the community with. A fraction of them are. And then if you go to the other you go to other social media sites like Twitter and stuff like that, it's usually people you don't know. That's how you reach a different audience. That's the truth. You think that when you get if if you haven't done anything outside the parameters of the normal status quo or what your constituents are doing or your family's doing or what you've been doing your whole life, then you haven't really seen the real face and what people's true intentions are and how they're going to their support or lack of until you get ready to do something different. And I mean, it's fucking clear as fucking day. Don't fucking ignore it. Most of your support is going to come from outside people who have a, a, a common mindset, who have that are on a similar mission, may not be the same mission, and that they that they get it. That they're, they're doing things, they understand it. They support without hesitation. They support without expecting stuff in return. They support because they believe in what you're doing because they're probably doing something similar or the same thing. That's where your supports come from. So. Let's just take, like, I got merchandise that's in transition right now, so it's on hold. I'm not stopped producing anything. I have a podcast. I have my training. I have my book notes. I have all these things I work on, then I still work a full-time job. I'm still a full-time father, stepfather, grandfather, work on my home. I do all the regular responsibilities that people do, and then I still have those things. Because I choose not to go out and make some more money and abandon these things like I would have done when I was younger. Let me tell you. When it comes to my merchandise, most local people are pretty supportive. When it comes to my podcast, my training, and any of that stuff, not so much. When it comes to picking up sponsors for my training or my racing, any sponsors I have had on a very small level has all been people who do not live out live in this community. And one of them I have known for 30 years and haven't seen the dude but twice in fucking 25 years. One of them I've seen five times my whole fucking life. And he still fucking supported me. He still sponsored me. But not one person in the fucking community. Why do you think that is? I always tell... This is some, some stuff I wanted to touch touch base on. If you love your team, that's fine. But why do you love it so much? I'm just curious. What, what I'm saying is I see people crying on TV because the Cowboys lost. I see them it affecting their work day. I see them calling in. I see them fucking pissed off getting it getting into it with somebody i mean their fucking day week and maybe sometimes a month is fucking ruined because your team lost was i let down that day they lost sure did i let it affect it didn't have i probably didn't give it a second thought the next day does that mean i'm not a passionate fan possibly but they ain't got nothing to do with my life. They don't have nothing to do with my success. They don't have anything to do with me paying my bills or what I'm working on. They're going to have no bearing on my success or my failures either fucking way. We like to relate things to celebrities and athletes. That way we can put it out of reach for ourselves. That way we can't identify it. We will often, most of the time, 
identify the underdog when we hear a professional athlete's or celebrity story of how they came from extreme odds, they had all, all, they were the underdog, all these things are working against them, they didn't become a statistic of their uh, product of their environment, and they beat the odds and became this, and then they're extremely wealthy. Hey, no doubt, they did do that. I have a lot of those stories of people I dearly love that I used to follow when I was younger that were professional athletes. But how about average everyday people who haven't done that? Some of us who haven't got in the drug game, who didn't go to prison, who haven't gave up. It's because we don't have money. We're, we're not as successful. By society standards, I, I can see that. But were we not successful in our own right? So why are we not supporting people like myself and other people like myself? Because I know a lot of people like me who have overcame extreme odds. But here's what we'll do. We'll go, how much do we pay for a ticket for a game? Nosebleed seats. How much do you pay for tailgating? To, to pay for, the, to get in the parking lot. For here at Dallas Cowboys in Dallas, which is about 45 miles up the road from me, Jerry World, it's fucking expensive. Then you pay for all the drinks, you pay for all the food. Some of you don't go to work the next day. Some of you called in that day. You pay for the fucking jerseys. You go and pay for a fucking $8 hot dog. You go pay for the $11 beer. You go do all of those things. It's just like, this is about sports. We're talking about fights. Pay for the fight at your house. You pay for the pay-per-view. You invite people over. You think of all the money that goes into you supporting one of your fucking favorite teams. If you follow MMA, boxing, if you follow like local, if you follow Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Mavericks, maybe the Stars, which is hockey, and Texas Rangers, or if you're in Houston, the Astros, if you follow all of them, you have all of their gear, you have at least one jersey for each one. You go to at least a few games a year. You tailgate regularly. You order the fight. You order the pay-per-view. How much do you fucking spend on your fucking team and your fucking favorite players that are already multi-millionaires, but you cannot support your fucking friends and your family who are working their ass off to build something else? I tell people this. When I was younger, I had some of my favorite jerseys. I remember I had a Walter Payton jersey. I love that jersey. I would love to find that jersey again. I think I had a Mike Singletary jersey. I think I had a uh, – I remember my son when he was younger. I got him a Troy Aikman jersey. Uh, I had a Barry Sanders. I had a uh, uh, Jerry Rice, things like that. I ran across them for cheap at that time. This was before they became Hall of Famers. I wouldn't go fucking buy that now. If you bought it for me, that's cool. I'm great. I'm grateful. I'm humble. But I think of the money that could be more well spent on something else. So I tell people, do you ever see me in any of that kind of apparel? If you don't see me in my Savage Minds gear, you know what you see me in? Okay, so right now I have an O'Neill shirt on. I've always worn surfing and skating shit. It's always what I've been. I always loved that. I can't do it anymore. Never could surf really worth the fuck anyway. But I used to be real good at freestyle when I was younger and BMX racing. So I always liked that stuff. I always liked that that uh, that Pac Sun uh, surf and skate gear. And in my late 40s, I still love it. Right now, I got Hawaiian shorts on, an O'Neill long sleeve shirt, and I got flip flops sitting in my makeshift studio. I'm just curious. But if you look at what I have on, and y'all know this for sure, if you fucking know me in real life, or you go back and look at my pictures, unless I'm dressed to go somewhere else, I'm fucking always in other people's gear. 
I'm either in my gear or other people's gear. Why? Because it's more important to fucking support myself and them than it is a fucking celebrity or sports team. Y'all will go pay top price for any of that. Whether how much ever money you make, maybe it's not a burden to you. You will go do that even if it puts you in a bind. Tickets, drinking, food, pay-per-view, fucking games, tickets, season tickets, fucking parking, tailgating, jerseys, fucking hats. But then you don't support your fucking people. You don't support your people and you don't support your fucking self. You let a, a team win or lose, winning or losing, affect your mood and how you're going to function through the fucking week. Think about that. So when you, people ask me, Jason, you fucking love you love sports and you train. I love to fucking train. I like sports. I promise you this. There ain't going to be no pay-per-view at my house. There ain't going to be me fucking. Look, I'd probably like to tailgate more, but I ain't even going to pay for that. I sat here and watched three games this this last weekend in a house with my mama Sita, who she'll sit and watch a few games with me. Really, she doesn't give a fuck one way or another. And I don't care that she don't give a fuck. You understand what I'm saying? But she gets a little bit interested in it because I'm interested in it. And she don't really know a lot about the game. But so I explained some stuff to her. I said right here, drank my beer, ate my food by my fucking self. You know, when I was younger, I used to watch it with my little brother and my and my kids. And y'all know the situation for the most part with my children and, and, and stuff like that. So that, that, that's been long gone, a long time ago. And my daughter has a different life, and she's busy most of the time. I can't remember when was the last time we watched a game together. Me and my brother do it occasionally. He's he's really busy and productive as well. He has three children. He trains full-time jiu-jitsu. He runs a family. He has a house. We work different jobs. So we get together maybe a couple times a year and watch a game, just me and him sometimes. But guess what? I enjoy watching the game. So I like getting my drinks, cheap in my house, Call me whatever. I don't give a fuck. Doesn't hurt my feelings at all. I call myself out on it. Make my food. Sit here in my in the comfort of my house and know that I didn't get outside my budget and and live above my means to go be a part of a crowd or or, or a circle that I want to be accepted and take fucking pictures with that we maybe like each other. Maybe we kind of like each other. Maybe we don't. And uh, you know. It always trips me out the non-athletic people who eat, live, and breathe sports. And you got people like myself who fucking hammer down fucking consistently on a four or five day a week time span. Not for a phase, not for a few months, for fucking life. And we barely even watch sports. Kind of like the X Games and Olympics. I love watching them. I love watching the Summer Olympics. I love track and field. I love to watch X Games. I love to watch the BMX uh, uh, vertical ramps and the and the freestyle and the skateboard street and uh, surfing, uh, snowboard. I love all of that. But I don't revolve my life around it, man. You know, and uh, like I said, I brought it up to somebody a while back and they even noticed you're right. I either see you in your gear, workout shit, or somebody else's gear. I go look in my drawer right now. I got my fucking brother from Body Legacy. I got fucking about seven or ten wore out shirts of mine. I got my hat. I got my fucking 
my brother that I grew up with, who's got his fucking barbershop and his flyboy apparel. I got his stuff. I got my boy Lipo. I got his fucking, uh, uh, he's so country, she's so country, uh, trail riders. These are the people I grew up with. It's more important for me to support them than it is a professional athlete or celebrity. Do y'all fucking understand that? I'm not telling you if you if you don't fucking agree with what I'm doing and you and, and you don't want to support me, go support somebody. Because it's the fucking right thing to do, man. I got some of a couple of shirts in there of my local uh, people who have local bands. Uh, I got, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, some of us three or four years old, I still wear it. I got my concert shirts. I got my fucking band shirts. Pay attention to what you see me, and I'm always fucking repping someone. So I challenge you and question you. What do you fucking represent? Who are you fucking supporting? And why? And why not? We're obsessed with celebrities and athletes because we we look up to them, we admire them, Because they, whether they had privileges and advantages or they came from nothing, they pursued their dreams and their goals and dreams without leaving any other option on the table. We live our lives vicariously through these people. That's what we do. So what I was getting at earlier with my job was I noticed when I removed, I I was always liked watching sports and talking sports, but I noticed when I wasn't around those people anymore, I cared less about it. Does that make sense? It was just a thing in the break room or on lunch or or when we were doing any kind of uh, meetings or something. It was always that. Hey, did you watch that game last night? Did you watch that? It's a guy thing. You know how many guys talk about that shit and, and are consumed with that and deep down they'd rather be doing something else. They'd rather be fucking having sex with their old lady. They'd rather be out fucking side. They'd rather be fucking swimming. They'd rather be watching a movie. But they don't dare tell their bros that. It's a bro code. And it's fucking stupid. Am I, am, am, am I telling you? Any, any of y'all? Can, can y'all identify with this? So when I remove myself around people who talked about the same thing and were consumed with the same things, I become less interested in it. By identifying that and going back and reflecting, I realized I wasn't that interested in it in the first place. What I realized is, for myself, that I like getting after it. I like training. I like working out. I like solitude more than I do like watching teams, watching sports. It don't mean don't support your local team, but you're supporting people who you don't even make a third of a third what they make. But you won't support someone you know that is going after their dream, trying to build something, trying to create something. Instead, you criticize them, you fucking heckle them, and you fucking work against them because you're not doing it or someone of your preference isn't doing it. That's a fucking truth. They had the nuts to fucking do it, regardless of what age they are. So instead, you go buy a two or three hundred dollar fucking Cowboys jersey. You go pay a few hundred dollars for a seat. You go buy eleven dollar beer. You go buy an eight dollar hot tub, hot dog. You go pay a fucking hundred dollars to tailgate. Then buy all the shit along with it. Then you pay how much ever for a fucking fight or a game on TV. Then you tell your friends you can't fucking support them. 
That's a fucking truth. That's our obsessions with celebrities because we feel and athletes because we feel like it's out of reach. As long as we identify them with what they're the money aspect of it, we can put that out of reach. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go for now. Y'all reach out to me on this. Feel free to message me privately, comment, go rate my podcast. Please go subscribe. I'd appreciate it so I can reach more people. There are a lot of people who benefit from this. I don't care if there's a hundred of y'all that hate it. If there's one person that fucking gains anything from this, and it's always worth it. Uh, reach one, teach one, drop one off. That's how it goes. Reach one, teach one, drop one off. Cut one loose, however you want to look at it. Spotify, Apple Play, Google Play, iTunes, Spreaker, Overcast, Anchor. We got some new shit coming. We got some new plugs coming. We got some new sponsorship coming. See, I hadn't even said that. You don't need to tell everybody everything. You need to keep shit to yourself. Just like I did being sick the last couple of weeks. Y'all stay humble and live savage. Love y'all.